Thank Hello, and welcome back to It's Symbolic, where we have a treat for you today. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm here. I'm Ben. And apparently the police are after us. <laughs> are we going to leave this in the cut again? Because I was surprised that you did that last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh my god. We've been dealing with a lot of noise-related issues tonight. <laughs> yeah. Someone really doesn't want us to be talking about our subject matter. But yeah. The city of Philadelphia it, is out to get me. They're trying to bring us down. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the protagonist of, uh, of what we were going to discuss hails from, from Pennsylvania now. Yeah, he says that he explains was born a lot. In, he says he was born in Philadelphia. So yeah, so there you go. They don't want yeah. to, They don't want us to defame uh, one of their residents. Yeah. Anyway, it's October. It's the month of scares. So we've got a whole month of horror planned for you, L listener. Beware. Am I right? Yeah, and we are kicking it off right oh with the 1989 film Vampire's Kiss. For the record, the the reason we ended up talking about this is because we were trying to make the schedule. I asked Mir what she wanted to do for October since we had this theme planned. She said, I don't know, maybe a vampire movie. And I told her I had a vampire movie for her. <laughs> yeah. I that, Probably not what vampire film I would have picked. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what better film you could have asked for here. I mean, yeah. I might have gone for Near Dark or something, but yeah, I mean, uh, this works too. I, yeah, this I debated has... doing Let the Right One In. But... <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. This is a vampire film that arguably has zero vampire content as well, technically. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. it. It's also appropriate in a way. Last time we talked about Steve Buscemi. This what time comes we get to talk about Nicolas Cage. Of course. Yeah. That's just the natural it's... progression of things. <laughs> Precisely. That's exactly it. Uh... God, where to begin? I feel like a lot of people kiss. are probably familiar with this movie to some extent, even if they're not aware of it, for one yeah. thing. Yeah. Because it's spawned a lot of memes... A lot of reaction images. I think in a lot of ways, it's become like a quintessential piece of of Nick Cage work. You know, it is a def yeah. somehow yeah. a defining role in his career, even if people aren't really super aware of it. Yeah, I I don't know anybody that's seen this movie, but I know a ton of people that are aware of this movie. Yeah, it's kind of surprising considering the elevator pitch of just like. Nicolas Cage at his most just like absolutely whacked out. I feel like that has yeah. like an immediate draw to it, and a lot of people are already aware of it in that regard. Like if people know of the film, it is because like this is the one where Nick Cage just goes like totally wacko. Yeah, it's from what I can tell, 
they literally let Nick Cage do whatever he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you really, that. could you really script something like this? Who knows? The film was written by Joseph Minion, who already had a hit by this point, as he wrote Martin Scorsese's film After Hours, which is also a pretty odd film. How so? How odd are we talking? In that one is about a guy trying to find his way home after a drunken misadventure, which eventually ends with all of Soho coming after him. Well, some <laughs> days are just like that, you know? Yeah, especially if you live in New York. Other than Scorsese, Vampire's Kiss is instead directed by Robert Bierman. This was his premiere directorial debut. God, just starting things he, off with a bang. Yeah, he was originally going to direct the remake of The Fly, but due <laughs> to... How did those wires get twisted? Well, he didn't direct The Fly because of personal issues, apparently. I couldn't find why, and hmm. I'm not particularly I interested think, in why. I think they went with the right director for that one. The Fly remake was done by Cronenberg, who is one of the few directors that still manages to consistently creep me out, so. It's pretty terrific. From what I can tell, uh, the movie was mostly written as shot. It stars Nick Cage, who by this point was already pretty successful. He'd done Peggy Sue Got Married... Raising Arizona, Moonstruck, and... Oh, no, I'm getting ahead of myself, actually. But Are needless just, to say, people knew who he was. You were just really eager to get to Nick Cage, right? <laughs> yeah. Aren't well, we all no, I got my Nick Cage notes mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Those weren't film... made for this episode. You just have them around. Yeah. Don't you? Well, yeah, but, I mean, I, I wasn't ready to admit that. Hmm. Film also stars Maria Conchita Alonso, who had done a few other films as well. She actually got well known for being runner up in the Miss World pageant because that's always a great start. Hmm. And she actually had a Grammy nom by this point. Oh wow! But yeah, she was trying to get established in Hollywood. There's also Jennifer Beals, best known for Flashdance, and she later did The L Word, which I know nothing about, but it's lesbians, we have to mention it at least. Yeah. <laughs> Although That's how I, things work here at I'm, It's Symbolic. I'm, I'm a lesbian, but I've never seen The L Word. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I, I don't know, I know if that's like a down. defining feature. I, I I don't think that you're required to. I don't think they take away your card. Yeah. Nah. Like, there are things for which stuff like that exists. Like, you have to watch Fiddler on the Roof every couple of years or they take away your Jew card. Fuck, but mine might be gone without me even knowing it then. I have to check in on that. Yeah. But I don't know if there's a similar one for lesbians. You'd, <laughs> you'd be the expert on that, Mir. Yep. Anyway, getting into the actual content of Vampire's Kiss. 
Starting with your earliest years when you somehow were taught to expect something that wasn't even halfway attainable. Peter. Well, I guess my time's up. But I don't know. We have a couple more minutes. Nicholas Cage plays Peter Lowe, who's basically your standard businessman in an 80s movie. (laughs) Yeah. A shitty yuppie. And yeah, he talks I mean, super weird the he, entire movie. He has like a it's like a Californian sort of like accent, but I, he's never I lived. To, I was trying to figure out what his accent was supposed to be. It came I was across like, as, is he su- is he supposed to be like South African or something? <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I was, was thinking. Like, then I was like, I've, he's doing like a Keanu Reeves voice. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've seen I was it thinking, described like, as a mixture of Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted. <laughs> And Christian Bale and American Psycho. <laughs> Holy shit. But this this really happened. But the part this part I don't know if this really happened or I dreamt it later or what. I mean I'm fighting this bat off all alone. And I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. It, according See, to Cage himself, it is a fake accent on the part of the character. <laughs> And he puts it on thicker whenever he's in a scene where he's trying to impress people. Yeah, that's I, I did actually notice that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a lot clearer since it actually comes and goes throughout the film. Yeah, it, it, it very much, much does. Striking. But, but <laughs> you have to wonder what kind of character would choose that voice. I mean, you have to wonder what kind of character would choose that hairstyle as well. <laughs> Most yeah. definitely. All right, Elda. That's Frank Heatherton on the phone. For me. Now, I'm sure he is calling about the Despiegel contract, which he still hasn't gotten a copy of. How do I know he hasn't gotten a copy of it? Because I haven't sent it to him. Why haven't I sent it to him? Because you haven't found it and brought it to me yet. Now, it's fucking Tuesday, and I still don't see it here on my desk. I don't see it here. Too. Yeah, it's very odd overall. Before we even get into the bulk of the movie, <laughs> we've got... Nick Cage being a complete asshole, taking a woman home from the club when a bat flies into his window. (laughs) (laughs) Which, according to Peter at a later psychiatrist visit, scared him and scared the girl off, but also kind of turned him on. (laughs) Yeah. Hit that like button if... A bat flying in through your window is kind of hot. <laughs> he was, he was, he he had had he had had something to drink. He was drunk, and also horny. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I was pretty horny, pretty uh, keyed up from being with the girl right before. I was drunk too. That was it. You have to keep that in mind. He was horny. <laughs> yeah, it like cuts back and forth between this therapist's office and the night in question. Yeah, and even before any of this happens, you can tell that he doesn't have the greatest grasp on reality. <laughs> A lot of yeah. the therapist scenes 
consist of Cage going bug-eyed and screaming. Probably most famously in a sequence where he is upset about being unable to find a file, so he just screams out the entire alphabet because it's not that hard. It's easier. It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. That's all you have to do. Very good. You About know your the possibility that it may have gotten misfiled <laughs> specifically. <Yeah. laughs> God, I'm trying to restrain myself from just having, like, all of my commentary here just be quotes from the movie, but it's really hard not to, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> it's extremely quotable. Yeah, so he uh, ends up leaving the girl on a date the next day. Like he just walks out where he meets another girl, Rachel, played by Jennifer Beals, and... During their ensuing makeout session, she bites him. Which, I mean, I'm not one for that kind of thing in general, but that there is a lot of blood. I don't understand why you would keep going after that. Well, he, he started to enjoy it after a little bit. True, but, like... Look, we've already established that he's a freak. That was, like, the first thing they established. This dude is a freak. Yeah, but, like, her mouth and his shoulder are covered in blood. He loves yeah. it. Uh, is this the so sort messy. of thing that straight people are into? <laughs> this is what uh, Fifty Shades is about, I think. <laughs> I mean, one, it's bullshit because vampires are just inherently gay. Um, and... Or bisexual. But they're never straight. <laughs> uh, but also, she's letting so much of that blood just go. Like, yeah. aren't, you, aren't you eating it? Come on. You're a vampire. Don't maybe be so messy. Maybe it's just the, the, the icky parts that she doesn't or, like. Or is she? Like, she's, to be uh, honest, the gross she's only after the plasma. Yeah, the gross red blood jobs. <laughs> it's like, don't need those. It's more about the aesthetic. <laughs> That's true. Like, what kind of vampire are you if you don't, like, you have to sort of, you have to dye the scene red with blood. Otherwise, it's just sort of like, it's not like a vampire had even been there at all, you know? I'll be honest, I didn't even get at first that she was supposed to be a vampire. <laughs> I thought she, she was just kinky. Yeah. <laughs> just biting his neck for fun? Yeah. As if that's After... something that someone would do, bite someone's neck if they're not a vampire. <laughs> I'm not going to judge, but throughout the rest of the film, he sees her, and it's ambiguous if he's really seeing her, but she is clearly a vampire, and she has made him into one of her own. <gasps> yeah. How much nicer on the outside world doesn't interfere with the pleasure. <laughs> you were so right to put yourself into my hands, Peter. The only one who can put you out of your misery. Tell me how much you love me, my angel. Whisper Meanwhile, at work, he spends most of his time harassing 
his secretary, Alva, played by Alonzo, who... Yeah, I felt so bad for her. Yeah, she rocks a lot of shoulder pads in this movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> some great outfits from her. We say that every time, but... God, those shoulders are <laughs> intense. That's, that's, that's how you know you mean business. 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 In the 80s. In the 80s. Especially if you're a woman. Shoulder pads. I'll, I'll be honest, that whole time I was thinking of that Hark of Agrant 80s businesswoman comic. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, go I'm going through the files, Mr. Lowe, but I have a million other things to do. Now, I just want you to be here and listen to the song and dance that I have to do. That I have to do because you haven't done your job. Unfortunately, Alva gets to enjoy no such perks and <laughs> is and spends most of the movie looking for a particular contract from about 25 years ago at the request of Peter. And after a while, it's not even about the contract anymore. Peter just makes it very clear that he enjoys tormenting her because he is an asshole. Alva, there is no one else in this entire office that I could possibly ask to share such a horrible job. You're the lowest on the totem pole here, Alva. The lowest. Do you realize that? Every other secretary who's been here has been here longer than you, Alva. Every one. And even if there was someone here who was here just one day longer than you, I still wouldn't ask that person to partake in such a miserable job as long as you were around. That's right, Alva. It's a horrible, horrible job. Sifting through old contract after old contract. I couldn't think of a more horrible job if I wanted to. And you have to do it. You have to, or I'll fire you. Do you understand? Do you? Yeah, this is one of those, like, the protagonist is a hateable protagonist. Yeah. Very Which... much so. <laughs> we'll get into that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Alva does start to become afraid of Peter even before anything weird goes on, and it's established very early on that she carries a gun around with her. Yeah. Which... It's... An understandable move. Yeah, say what you will about gun control being a woman in this situation in 80s New York. Uh-huh. But after a while, Nicholas... God, I I'm not even saying the character's name anymore. Nicholas Cage. It is, he is playing him now. I'm sure Nicholas Cage is not such a despicable individual, I hope. Yeah. I don't know. But he is I, very good at pretending to be one. <laughs> I haven't heard any stories, at least. Yeah. After a while, he begins to feel irritated by sunlight, so he just goes around the office wearing sunglasses, which is a little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really powerful. If I could get away with that, I would. Yeah, seriously. And... After a while, I think this is after he's already gone berserk and chased Alva into the women's bathroom while harassing her about the contract. At one point, he 
doesn't see his own reflection, which is interesting because the audience clearly can. <laughs> we can, but it's like, it kind of adds to the idea of, like, is this really happening? Yeah. Furthermore, when Alva tries to take the day off from work by calling in sick to avoid this harassment, he actually tracks down her address, like, talks her into coming back before humiliating her in public. And, uh, like you said, I felt so sorry for Alva. Yeah, she's... She got such a shit deal in this movie. Mm -hmm. Everything took time. Ah, but Alva, that doesn't mean we're going to stop trying to do the best damn job we can. The work's not just going to go away, Alva. It never just goes away. The goddamn contract is somewhere in those goddamn fucking files! But eventually, after being forced into working overtime, she does find the contract... When she shows it to him, he is already in this delirium, and he chases her around the office before cornering her in the garage, and, God, he... She threatens to shoot him, and he's like, he tells her to shoot him. Yeah. And... I mean, by this point, she has obtained blanks for the gun, so... She... So she's just, like, shooting at the ground, trying to scare him off, and mm -hmm. but he's, eventually... he's screaming at her to shoot, to actually shoot him. Yeah, he tackles her and rips off her shirt. She gets knocked out. It is ambiguous as to whether he actually rapes her, but... Honestly, I, I don't think he does. I don't, yeah, but I don't think the so. the effect that it has is just as bad. Yeah. Like, I am not excusing the action. Yeah, he certainly assaults her. Yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And while she is knocked out, he fires the gun upon himself, but does not get hurt because... It's blanks, even though that's bullshit. Blanks can still... Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was sort of a major incident in Hollywood a few years later about that. Maybe he really is a vampire. But he doesn't get fangs. So he gets fangs. By literally going to... Going to a store and buying them. Yes. And, like, you know, a lot of... Cheap... Halloween plastic <laughs> fangs. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be a horror comedy, and a lot of the things that are, like, clearly supposed to be jokes fall flat, but the image of Nicolas Cage with those stupid fake vampire teeth. Because he was couldn't so, afford proper was prop ones. So funny. Yeah. At this point, he's, like, wrecked his apartment. He catches and... Well, first he eats a cockroach. A real oh, before... cockroach. Yeah. Uh, before yeah, Nicholas Cage actually fangs. did that. Oh, oh my god. It's... Before he gets the I... fangs, though, he, like, runs down the street screaming, I'm a vampire, over and over. <laughs> yeah. And people just sort of glance back at him, because it's New York City, yeah. so... You don't, you don't fuck York. with someone like that. <laughs> I mean... Jason was able to take Manhattan with minimal issue. 
<laughs> what could Nicolas Cage possibly do? Yeah, he gets fangs. He just like creepily watches people at the public park catches and eats a pigeon. <laughs> Once again, they had Nicolas Cage catch a real pigeon. He did not actually eat the pigeon, but he catches the pigeon for real in real life. In all, if you catch a pigeon, that. you should have the right to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, the pigeons were actually drugged, but Nicolas Cage was not informed of this and was really proud of himself for being able to catch it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You you let Nicolas Cage take what he can get. <laughs> yeah, he ends up just watching vampire movies before going to a nightclub in this imitation of Max Shrek in Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense once you realize that part. <laughs> I thought it was just funny. Yet he manages to actually seduce a woman despite wearing these vampire teeth and she <laughs> barely understands It's cute. Them. She thinks it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's cute? If yes. someone in a club came up to you wearing vampire teeth. He was going like, chomp, 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 chomp. It's like, that's, that's charming. If it's Nicolas Cage, then sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If it's some random dude, then no. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe she just recognized him as Nicolas Cage. <laughs> God, he ends up... After she fights him off, after he gets a bit too grabby, which, you know, you go, girl, whatever. But he does end up, like, biting into her neck and killing her. <laughs> Which is impressive right, with right plastic for the... fangs. <laughs> Nicholas Cage tears into a woman's jugular. Uh, he did that. Yeah, yeah, but with plastic, which is impressive in its own right. I think he took them out to do that. Yeah, but... Because he puts them back in after he kills her. <laughs> yeah, I just never noticed when he lost them. Yeah. Maybe they fell it out is... while he was doing it, I don't know. <laughs> also, in this club... Which he is just running around now in a blood-stained suit with the wildest hair you can possibly imagine. The club has some like, yeah. really good like 80s disco bangers going on in the background, too, by the way. Couldn't help but yeah. notice. Mm-hmm. It's here that he again runs into Rachel, who is out with another man, and who denies having met him beyond that one fling. He is thrown out of the club and just wanders New York... He finds a piece of wood and he starts harassing random passersby to drive the stake through him. Around this time, Alva, who's completely traumatized, tells her brother what happened. And they start staking out his apartment building, trying to find him. Judging by what happens, they're waiting there for like a good 20-30 minutes, probably, so... Also, guess... before this, uh, he calls up his uh, psychiatrist in the middle of the night <laughs> and, like, asks her to uh, schedule their appointment earlier, to which she agrees and tells him that she'll come in earlier, like, early Monday morning, because her schedule is pretty full. I mean, it's New um, York. Yeah. 
She's and... probably got an entire Woody Allen movie to get through. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just I needed to bring that up because it he comes does back remember. Later. Yeah, he does remember. He talks to a psychiatrist. He talks to a statue, and he thinks it's a psychiatrist. I think it was. Wasn't he just talking to a wall? I I think it was honestly like a the post on a set of stairs or something. <laughs> but it, this just keeps on cutting back between the slovenly Nick Cage. <laughs> Covered in blood also. <laughs> yeah. Looking like he's gone three days without sleep. <laughs> and it just keeps on cutting him back between that guy muttering under his breath and this really clean cut nice peter eloquently speaking why with his accent therapy is bullshit. accent in full force yeah really intense on the accents that's how you know he's serious mm -hmm. well i've been thinking about my depressions very seriously and frankly i just don't think you can help me i think your profession is entirely bogus. he declares to his quote-unquote psychiatrist that he is quitting seeing her so he can find love <laughs> and he finds it with the therapist's next patient. I like poetry, horseback riding, Vivaldi, and long weekends in the country. Those are exactly the same things that I like. Wait a minute. We walked along while bright and red uprose the rising sun. The words were... Incredible. Well... And the therapist af just hooks them up together. Like therapists do. Yeah. And tells but, them to but, have a nice life. Yeah. Don't worry about the fact that you raped and murdered people. Yeah, well, what's, what's one murder when millions of people die every day? Exactly. <laughs> people get murdered in this city all the time. <laughs> I think it's Don't really going to it. stop for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, I, uh... Just spit it out, Peter. Well, the fact is, I did murder someone last night. I turned into a vampire. It's a long story. Goodness. Peter, 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 people get murdered every day in this city. Do you think the world is going to stop? Yeah, I guess, but the police and everything, what if they find me? Would you stop worrying and just get on with your big romance? He takes this imaginary woman with him, and by the time he gets back to the apartment, he is already shouting at her <laughs> to get off his back. Yeah. Cause so what if he's a vampire? He's capable of love. You just keep hopping and hopping over the same goddamn thing. Why did you become a vampire? Why can't you be normal? Get the hell out of here, you fucking pig! Leave me the fuck alone! Around this time, and the apartment's a mess. He is using his couch as a makeshift coffin. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It, it is. It upside down. <laughs> Never thought of but, using a couch like that before. I have. And now Something you know. Oh, well. <laughs> but I am the money most on a bed. vampiric. You are the, the most vampiric of this group. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Alva's brother follows him into the building, and 
pushes the stake through Nick Cage <laughs> at his urging. He plays a scene, you. Nick Cage dies while still hallucinating. And that's the movie. That's Vampire's Kiss. That's it. Good God. I don't think I've reacted so verbally to a movie in years as I did. To this <laughs> it's one. really powerful. It's really powerful. Like, I am not the kind of person without intentionally riffing on a film. I am not the kind of person to talk back. Yeah. But I caught myself on several occasions. It's 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 a bit it's a bit hard to believe that this is like actually in a movie sometimes. Like Yeah. It's <laughs> Boy. I just went all in. They they did and like, I knew about the movie. I knew what it was about. I knew it was weird. I still yeah. did not expect. Oh god, absolutely. I'd seen some of probably what are considered like the most notable scenes of the film, and I still was not prepared for a lot of what happened. <laughs> I didn't really know what the movie was about. I'd oh only, my god! <laughs> I'd only heard like the title and then recognized like bits that people have used as reaction images. Okay, yeah, yeah. And but this was quite a film it really does feel like something that has to be seen to be believed like it's kind of weird to describe a movie like that but it's just like boy talk about a hell of a performance yeah yeah nicholas cage is great at acting completely unhinged (laughs) that's the thing nicholas cage is actually a really good actor people forget this he has an academy award yeah the man has an oscar He's been in a lot of bad movies because of financial reasons. <laughs> yeah. But like he his all of his stuff was seized by the IRS. So he needed, Oh my god. He I needed didn't know. Ex- all except fun fact, except for his tomb in New Orleans, which oh. I visited. And they told me <sighs> that they thought it was just because of the IRS being nice and letting people keep their final resting place. But they said that one time a woman came and straight up said she worked for the IRS and that they will, will, can and will take anything and everything. And the only reason they didn't take his tomb is because it's just really hard to auction tombs off. <laughs> Would you I buy would Nick Cage's Nick tomb? tomb. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a great Halloween decoration. But yeah, like, it, 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 it had also recently been cleaned. Um, <laughs> people kiss it a lot. So it's covered Understandable. in lips, Can you blame them? No, think, about, <laughs> no. think about this. As a Halloween decoration, that's like a one-two spooky punch, right? Like One, holy shit, it's a tomb. Two, oh no, is Nick Cage dead? <laughs> but then it's like, no, he's okay. No. Nicholas Cage can't die. We know he cannot this. die. He is an ancient, <laughs> and this movie is probably the best testament to that. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's shaped like a pyramid. <laughs> but like, God, I'll be just... honest. I I went back and forth on this film while I was watching it, but during that final sequence where he's just talking to an imaginary psychiatrist. I realized he is giving his all, and I love him for it. It's just like, yes. I don't know how you... Well, one, I don't know how you can even, like, craft a character like this in the first place. Because it's just so out there. It's so ridiculous. It's like... 
It's like nothing I've ever seen before, really. But then he just like pours 100% into it and just like hams it up in the most possible way. It's just like entirely captivating. You can't look away. You really can't. You, you really can't. And like half his lines are just like so insanely like memorable and ridiculous. One of the first hints at this that you get is like, I want to say 15, 20 minutes in, where he's looking for his secretary and he just jumps on a desk. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. This is before the weird shit has started. He's just on the desk now. <laughs> I think he, that was before he chased her. He needs to like know. Like he if, leaps over these desks. He needs to no, know if no, he's this getting. Is, this is like when the. I think it's when she's first introduced, I think. Oh my god. He needs to know if he's getting through to her. I must have blinked or something. God. God. No, I will, like, going to the negatives for a bit, some of the stuff with how he treated Alva was a bit, more than a bit, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, I know that it doesn't quite reach the point where the character is so, like, I know the character is so incredibly out there, but I don't think anything could really reach the point where I would you know, ever not be super uncomfortable with a character ripping off another character's top like that. Yeah. So, that's, that's a bit of a downer. I, I didn't view him as the protagonist, I just saw yeah, him no, as, definitely. The, as the lead. Definitely, definitely. It was just sort of, even still, that part was just sort of uncomfortable for me. Stuff like yeah, that. And I'll be honest, that's my biggest gripe with the film, is that from that point on, she's completely robbed of any agency. Yeah. She's just yeah. this traumatized shell, and it's her brother that does all of the work. Hmm, that's true. Which, yeah, God, she of... deserves to drive a stake through him. Yeah, I honestly yeah. thought it should have been her. Yeah, she should have been the one to almost beat him with a tire iron and then just <laughs> drive a stake through his heart. But yeah, no, I just found... When, we get, the the, when we get the Vampire's Kiss remake, <laughs> that better be the case. There we go. But yeah, no, it's weird, because, like, half of his relationship with Alva, when he's, like, just being totally ridiculous about this stupid contract or whatever, that part's funny, but then, you know, him, like, going to her house is sort of like, oh, that, that maybe hits a bit too, like, yeah, yeah close that's... to actual stalker, like, real stalker territory. To be honest, this was billed as, like, a horror comedy, a black comedy, whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't see it as a comedy. You yeah. don't think so? I legitimately see it as like a psychological horror. Really? Yeah, a lot of I could tell where I was supposed to laugh and most of the times it just wasn't funny. And I think I laughed a lot more at I don't know, maybe just Cage's performance and like just the weird things that happen. I don't know. I but not Oh sorry, go ahead. Not the joke. But not the jokes necessarily. I can't even think if there's like a whole lot in the way just thinking back if there's a whole lot in the way of jokes. Cause it feels to me like yeah. I'm thinking back of like what I consider funny moments and it's just like his character and his Nick Cage's performance as the character. Yeah, the jokes are pretty sparse. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't think it's, like, unintentional, though. I definitely think that the character was written as, like, totally ridiculous and comedic, and I don't really... No, I do I do think that. It's just, like, 
I think Cage's performance brings more to it than the script necessarily. I yeah, probably. I I don't think anyone else could have done that role. Yeah. No. So I mean, I still think. God, I, I don't guess know. there was just that point near the end where it hit me that just I'm supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. I'm supposed to be unnerved by this. Yeah. It's just it's a weird sensation where it's simultaneously like the the character's too ridiculous to be believed, but they're also just doing like really heinous stuff. I mean, there's actually a couple of films that I wanted to bring up that are kinda similar in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, the first one that this reminded me of was the, I want to say, 1974 film, Martin. I won't hold it against you if you get the date wrong. Yeah, it's a George Romero film about a man that may or may not be a vampire, but is definitely a serial killer. Oh. Yeah, who gets his cousin, I believe, swept up in the madness. And then, of course, there's the more direct comparison even though it didn't come for another 10 years american psycho oh yeah i i love the american psycho move well no i don't love it i don't know why i'm saying that. <laughs> i i've done research on american psycho and i found a lot of similarities oh really yeah where instead of the oh actually i read it pretty much the same way both the leads of both are like these yuppie scum of 1980s New York. But whereas Patrick Bateman in American Psycho reacts with potentially imaginary violence, Hmm. Nick Cage's handling of it is a lot more childish. Before the violence comes into play, a lot of it just felt like a child throwing a temper tantrum. And I don't know, maybe that's reading too much into it. Maybe it's just the old, oh, mentally ill people are scary trope. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wavered back and forth on that point a bit. Like, if it's just supposed to be, like, a shock piece about people who are mentally ill. I, I think I remember reading that the the director's interpretation was that it was about loneliness. And the I didn't see that. delusions oh, that that brought. I don't really know. I do feel like it goes a bit too specific in the delusions to be a typical shock piece about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get that vibe from it. I know I, that's not necessarily based off of like any concrete evidence, but it just sort of maybe it was just how how out there it was. Like that, it's. Yeah, he I wasn't mean, meant trust to be. me. I have sat through a lot of shitty movies yeah. about scary people with mental illness, yeah. and I don't believe this is one Just of them. How, how the protagonist lacks any humanizing traits whatsoever is sort of what yeah. leads me to believe it's probably not a shock piece along those lines, and that he's just this own like weird individual enigmatic case. I don't know. If it's trying to say anything at all, I I couldn't tell, and it probably wasn't very profound, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of where the horror scene was at this point. It was mostly slashers. That was the big heyday, I think. That In terms of vampire right. specifics, the most recent hit may have been Lost Boys. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um... 
I'm like trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as knowledgeable in my vampire fiction. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that Lost Boys was 1987, and it was also a horror comedy. Yeah, I mean, you had Lost Boys, you had Fright Night. Maybe it was trying to go down those lines, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it was just parodying the 80s businessman. I mean, Wall Street was a thing. I'm talking about the movie, but the financial institution of Wall Street was also a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's some aspects of the movie that I did want to mention. Mm-hmm. I can, Are we in agreement that Nicolas Cage's character is not really a vampire? Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. No. And not. It doesn't get any clearer than freaking out when his reflection is clearly seen in the mirror. Yeah. And no, I, buying plastic fangs. Yeah, no, no, no. I definitely... There were no vampires in this film. There were no actual vampires in this film. Well, the thing is, I have seen theories that Rachel, the girl that bit him, may have actually been a vampire. There was, the confrontation scene in the club between them was kind of weird, because she does react strongly to his accusations, but at the same time, it's just yeah, sort of like, I'm like out I didn't the club, see it. I have please leave me alone, people... shut up and go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've... she berates him for being pathetic and weird. I haven't seen it. I mean, I didn't see it when I watched it. I have seen people claim that she shoots kind of like a knowing, triumphant look when he gets kicked out of the club. But yeah, she did. But may have just been the fact that this weirdo is finally leaving her alone. That's how I interpret it. I really don't think there was any reason to believe that she was a vampire. I considered it, but I don't. I really don't think so. But I guess it was probably made intentionally unclear, so there's no real answer. Uh, possibly. So, unfortunately, uh, this movie did not do well. <laughs> no. I, I, I kind of have to wonder what the trailers... It had a budget of $2 million. Box office, 725000 That's not great. Oh, yeah. That's not a great number. You sort of have to wonder how they even advertised this. Like, what would the trailers of this, what would the trailers for this have looked like? Because, like, I feel like there's no part of this that you could cut for a trailer that would attract people who were into the horror movies of that era. Yeah, and to be honest, like, looking at the posters and some of the advertisements of the era, it looks more like a romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes love really bites. Uh, Nick Cage is Sorry, go ahead (laughs) I don't know, when are we going to get this reframed as a romantic comedy starring Adam Sandler? Hmm Do you mind if I talk about Click again? (laughs) Yes, I do Alright, fair enough Yeah, reviews at the time were mixed I've seen just as many praising it as bringing it down like rotten tomatoes says that 61 percent of critics gave a positive review meanwhile metacritic gave it a score of 31 <laughs> and one review actually calls it stone dead bad incoherently bad but cage's overacting must be seen to be believed 
I feel like, yeah, I feel like saying it has to be seen to be believed is really the best way I could describe the movie. I seriously don't even think individual parts do it justice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not to say that the other actors are bad. I thought they did a decent enough job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's just like Nick Cage really how steals do you, the show. Yeah, how do you compare to that? It's seriously like, uh, it's it's seriously entirely remarkable. You have to wonder how someone can put so much effort into something so ridiculous. Yeah, talk I, about chewing the scenery. That—that <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly the sort of also, performance I would love to give one day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Also, did you guys notice that newspaper that was on the bizarre murder, and it had literally on the front page a photo, like close up of the dead woman with her gaping wound. Yeah, and I was like. That doesn't happen. Oh. Come on. Yeah, I guess not, huh? I it's didn't New really York. <laughs> it's New York. That's gonna be trauma. Don't, don't let your kids look at the papers. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. If if the front page is going to be on a murder, <laughs> don't put the crime scene photos there. Hmm. Especially not dead people. I'm sure it gave the field a field day to whoever runs that universe's equivalent of my favorite murder. Oh my god. It's easy to see why this got such a following. Oh god, yeah. Yes. Like so many sequences have become memes. And even without it, just God, we keep on returning to it, but that fucking performance. It, it's, I mean, yeah. there's a reason that that's sort of what it's known for and why it has the reputation it does. Like, It's not exactly subtle to begin with, but just when you think that he can't go any more, yeah. any further. <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage in this movie is expressing emotions <laughs> that most people cannot comprehend. That haven't even... Oh, it really is some <laughs> fucking next level stuff. Yeah, it's the performance of his life. I, I don't know why he hasn't received more critical acclaim for it. <laughs> it's, oh my God. it's so overacted, but it's a role that works. It works perfectly. It's, it's, it's so incredibly entertaining. Yes. God, even if he wasn't it's... the focus of just about every scene, I'm sure that just watching him in the background... Yeah. I, I feel yeah. bad that this is sort of the conclusion I came away with, since that was sort of like the consensus around the film anyways. Like, I'm just telling you the same thing you already know. But, but it it's like deserves it's, to be said it does, again. And it's even, it's even more than I thought. Like, even yeah. knowing full well in my head, like, this is Nicolas Cage just being absolutely, like, off the walls bonkers. It was like, this was entirely next level compared to that. Yeah, like... Completely unironically, I recommend this movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. If you can just put that 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 quote from the review where it's saying it has to be seen to be believed, that's really like the best thing I can say. Yeah, don't go in expecting art, but you will be entertained. God, yeah. Yeah. Like I hated his character, but I loved seeing him fall <laughs> apart. Yeah, it's I'm I'm surprised that for like an hour and forty five minute movie it was like so It went 
It went yeah, it so was fast. really entertaining, like throughout. Yeah. The the <laughs> shtick never really got old or anything. It it never overstayed its welcome. No. Is this where we say, and hopefully we haven't overstayed our welcome? Mm. Sorry, were you going to go for that? <laughs> I was going to more go more along the lines of we definitely overstayed our welcome. <laughs> well, I like to keep it And we are here. unapologetic. <laughs> we are going to keep on continuing, especially for the month of October. We've. I love October. I am looking forward to yes. our lineup. I am too, but... God, we have a lot of work to do, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, if you have a suggestion for something for us to cover, if you have a performance that is just as fantastic... You probably don't. ...as Nicolas Cage... I mean, you probably don't, but... You're welcome to try. <laughs> Please, we challenge you. Yes. We officially challenge you, <laughs> and you can submit your response to our Twitter at itsymbolicpc. <laughs> Or through email at itsymbolicpodcast at gmail.com. However, if you are simply content to gaze upon his visage, we have an Instagram, itsymbolicpodcast. Yeah, lucky me are getting to just look up pictures of Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as much as I want to continue talking about Nick Cage, we should call it a day. I'm just speechless at this point, honestly. Yeah, I feel we, like I've been running been in circles. Say- yeah, we've been saying yeah. the same thing for the last 20 minutes. I know, but I can't help it. It's just... <laughs> I know. It, 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 like, it has me in a trance, you know? Yeah. A vampire kind of trance, or uh, just a yeah regular trance? I think there must be vampires that work here. Oh. You do weird shit when you're in the thrall of a vampire. Mm-hmm. Or when you're in the thrall of Nick Cage. Oh, God, yeah. Also true. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Jacob. I'm here. I'm Ben. Next week, it's finally here. The blessing of the cows. You got nothing? I, 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 can do, I can do a different one, if you want. I, I mean, cows are okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, milk's kind of a blessing, if you think about it, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Is this where we go into that tired old routine about, oh, what was the first person to discover the cows made milk? Thinking. No? Okay. I think, I think humans just sort of touch the titties and anything. Like I started saying before, I turned into a vampire last week.